0: Thank you, Father, for this beautiful morning. Thank you for everybody here in the park and online listening to this message. Lord, I ask for your presence this morning, not only in our minds, but in our hearts. We want to hear from you, we want to grow with you. We need your wisdom. Holy Spirit, come. This is, this is us looking for you. We need you today. In your holy name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, church. This is Alex Garcia. I'm so happy and grateful to be here today. Thank you for joining us at the park. Thank you for following us on Facebook Live. There are a lot of conversion and transformation stories that we can find in the Bible. And even if you go online, it's amazing how God uses whatever he has or whatever we have to change while preparing for this message, I found very interesting stories, and I learned about a few people finding God through Scripture. Some of them just going to Scripture just to make sure they can support the evidence that God doesn't exist, only to find God and be overwhelmed with the truth that the Scriptures have. Other examples, people finding God in difficult circumstances, disease persecution, even in jail time, people in the death road. In my case, in any case, life detours, challenges, and changes can prepare us for this moment of conversion, this moment that God is working in our lives to uh, several detours, several changes through my life. It's not a very chaotic or impactful, Uh, or tragical story, but it's my story. This is how I met God. Growing up in a Catholic family and a very heavily Catholic society, I learned about God, Jesus, and I was involved in all these traditions, and I knew about this eternal gift, the the gift of eternal life. A gift that will only come if you are good. Well, in my 20s, I was far from good. I had bad relationships, bad habits. And when I turned 30, I knew something had to change. And I started making these changes only because I wanted a better life, more health. Better, better welfare, uh, and I didn't know how to do it, so I started. Somehow I started, and then three years later, I'd met my wife. She always tells me that if she had met me three years before, we wouldn't be here today. So at 33 years old, I was ready. I was a better self. I had left behind a lot of bad habits, bad relationships. I was a better self. So my wife and I got married, we were blessed with two beautiful daughters, and it was the year of 2012. We had a couple of friends across the street, uh, this doctor in theology and his wife. They were very into church and uh, Christianity and we, being Catholic, we knew about God and we started this conversation with them. They even rebuked us because we had this altar for the dead outside of our home. And they told us, no, this is not good. So we started talking, and this specific evening in 2012, they presented us with the opportunity of meeting Jesus. My wife and I prayed. We accepted Jesus in our hearts. And then they left, and we just were left there, and we didn't know what happened. We at each other like, what's going on? And we knew, we agreed that we both felt something in our hearts. Something had changed. We were not the same. We don't know what, but we could tell there was something about it, about that prayer, about that moment. And that was it that night. And then we started meeting this couple on a weekly basis every Monday for two years. And that was our process. That was our conversion. I had to meet this person that I was going to be when I was 33, just to be ready for this message. That evening of 2012, me and my wife, we made a decision that will impact our lives for eternity. This takes me to the core of this message, a story in the New Testament that describes one of the most impressive conversion histories that we can find in the Bible. So, let's go into Paul's transformation history. Chapter 9 of the book of Acts in the New Testament talks about Paul, a young ewe, known as Saul, who was engaged in a persecution against Christ's followers. This young man was worried about this Christianity thing expanding, so he decided to go out and fight for a single purpose, destroy Christianity. We can read in the book of Acts 9, chapter 9, verses 1 to 6, the following. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus. So if he found any there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. As he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? He asked. I am Jesus, who you are persecuting. He replied, now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. At that moment, Paul was blinded. He entered the city of Damascus and settled in the house of Judas, where he stayed for three days. It was then that a man named Ananias appeared to him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Then Ananias placed his hands on Paul and instantly, miraculously, regained the sight. After this event, Saul changed his vision, Ananias baptized him, and at the time he entered the Christian community to the city, he started preaching the gospel. This phrase describes the life and work of Paul. He who once persecuted us now announces the good news of faith. And let's look into Paul's legacy, which is amazing. Paul had many detours in his life, and despite the changes and the challenges that he came, that he overcame, he remained faithful and obedient to God. 13 out of 27 books in the New Testament were written, attributed by Paul. That's 48% of the books, almost half of the books in the New Testament. The books written by Paul were letters he wrote to the congregations and fellow brothers and sisters. He wrote while he was on missionary journeys, after completing his travels, or even while he was in prison. The 13 books written by Paul are Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and Two Timothy, Titus, and Philemon. We read a few verses from Paul's letters. If you want to close your eyes just to avoid any distraction, we're going to read through and Holy Spirit, I ask you for your presence. Talk to us through this message. Santo, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Romans 5, 8. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Philippians 4.19 And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus. All your needs. Thank you, Father. Second book of Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is new creation. The old has passed away, Behold, the new has come. We are a new creation, thanks to you, Lord. Thank you. Gracias, Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things to Christ. Gracias, Book of Galatians two twenty. I have been crucified with christ i no longer live but christ lives in me the life i now live in the body i live by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me thank you, thank you lord thank you father for this word can you imagine that the man who wrote these words is the same one who was on his way to Damascus and kill Christians none of us can use our background as an excuse God can and wants to do good works to you wherever you've been whatever you have done the scriptures also talk to us about the faithfulness of the followers of Christ in the early church It tells us about the miracles that were done in the name of of Jesus Christ and how their missionary travels were led by the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 6 to 7, we can read this. Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. The Holy Spirit kept them from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Misha, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus will not allow them. And as Wayne shared a couple of weeks ago, we're in this era between the first and the second coming of Jesus. And in an era that we have the Holy Spirit with us, guiding us, talking to us, The Holy Spirit will not let Paul and his team go where they thought it made sense to go. It could have been the clearest route in their eyes, but God frustrated their plans to lead them into his plan. After blocking them, he led them through Europe to the Philippians and the Corinthians. God's plan was better, and they didn't fight back to God. They submitted to the Holy Spirit and they followed him and started churches in Europe. This connects what Jesus said about receiving the Holy Spirit in the same book of Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you will receive the power of the Holy Spirit when the power of the Holy Spirit comes to you and you will only be witnesses in Jerusalem and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You and I are witnesses of Jesus and the conversion and the transformation that He has taken us through our lives. Let's be bold and courageous and share this testimony, this good news of the gospel, to people around us. And as Jesus said, to the ends of the earth. This transformation that we have experienced and that we have received when we received Christ in our hearts It's followed by the Holy Spirit, by the gift of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So let's ask ourselves the following questions. Out of what activities or habits or choices is this Holy Spirit leading you today? Out of what lies is the Holy Spirit asking you to be away from? What old messages, false beliefs, Out of what old relationships or ways of living? Where in your life God is saying no, not now, or not anymore? Into what new place, new territory is Jesus by the Holy Spirit leading you? Will you fight him, resist him, or trust and go with him? Whatever God has out there, it will be different better than your plan or your old way he will make it new now let's go over three things that you can do today as a response to this message number one choose God every day and anytime we have choices we can decide what to do and every day we can decide following God In the first book of Kings chapter 18 verse 21 we read this. Elijah went before the people and said, How long will you waver between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal is God, follow him. Paul and the disciples challenged people to make this choice and follow God, follow Jesus, repent and baptize. Jesus already done his part, Jesus already met you. In his way, he tore the bell, he broke the ice. When I met my wife, I made the decision to talk to her, ask her out. In the same way, we can have this relationship with the Holy Spirit. Ask him out, ask him into your life. We might think that it is other people who should have this relationship with God, this is a special relationship with God. We might think that it is others who have the anointing of God and the fruits of the Spirit. But if you have heard the news of the gospel, and if you said yes to Christ, you have been chosen by God. So make up your mind today. And if Jesus Christ is God, follow him. Number two, make time for your, rela- your relationship with God. In the book of Luke, chapter 10, verses 38 to 41, we can read the story about Mary, a woman who understood that there is nothing more important and or valuable than sitting at the feet of Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, the world will not give you that time, the time that you need to be with God in His presence. We must make that time, as we make time to be with friends, with family. Organize your time. And make some room for god when you have a relationship with god your problems are minimized and your life's perspective will change every day i wake up and i like to do this short praying but powerful prayer handing over my plans my words to god committing to a day of service of love to the things that i do and the people that i'm around with number three Rejoice at life's detours. And this is probably the most difficult one. Rejoice at life's detours. In the book of Romans, chapter 5, verses 3 to 4, but we also glorify in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. Tribulations with God, we in hope god has a plan and life's detours can be part of that plan following god's commands will lead you to god's purpose in your life these detours can be opportunities for god to test our faith our obedience and for him to give us direction as he did with the disciples god is more interested in your character than in your comfort And I love this phrase, there are no places worth going through shortcuts, only through hard work, only through the guidance of the Holy Spirit. So don't work on doing the miracles that only God can do. Do not force things to get what God has promised you. As an example, we know that Abraham tried to resolve in the flesh what could only be resolved in the Spirit. So when life presents you with a detour, a change, a challenge, do not complain. Complaining is not going to help you connect with God and be content with your situation in life. Instead, work on what God has given you. Ask for His direction to find your purpose, your place in life. This Pastor from Angertina said, Dante Gebel, complaining reveals a heart that seeks a solution, rather than the lesson learned on the journey to the solution. I know I've been complaining a lot in my life about specific prayer not being answered yet, or things not being the way I want them. I'm in the process of accepting God's will in my life. Now, let's wrap this up. On one of his missionary journeys, Paul visited the Greeks. And he was surprised by all the altars that they built, all these gods that they were worshiping at the time. And he was interested about this particular one, the god of the unknown god, the altar of the unknown god. And in the book of Acts, chapter 17, verse 23, we read the following. As I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, to an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship, and this is what I'm going to proclaim to you." So Paul was there with the Greeks, and he was about to tell them who that unknown God was. And you and I, we know that God the God of the unknown, we know His name, Jesus. And we know what He has done in our lives. He rescued us from the slavery of sin. You know where He has led you, and maybe you have obeyed and went His way. Or maybe we haven't been that obedient, and we have gone our ways. Let's ask ourselves, what God are we worshiping today? The God of work, the God of Netflix, the God of a relationship, your possessions, your money, your favorite scene. Acknowledge the place where you are, the people that you have in your life. Accept the challenges, the detours in life with joy, knowing that God is working in the next miracle for your life. At the end of our lives, I wish for you and for me to be able to say these words, the words that Paul wrote in the second letter of Timothy, verse verse 7, chapter 4. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. I encourage you today to follow the God of life. Recognize Him as your King. The God above all things. I want to end by praying and asking the Holy Spirit to give us a word, an image, a message from God. God, share your life to our current situations. What are you asking us to do, God? Where do you want us to go starting today, starting this minute? What changes are you facing to us and You want us to follow. Holy Spirit, come to us. We need you. And if you have not received Christ in your heart, if you're still thinking about it, you have a doubt, you don't know if this is for you, God is asking you today. Make a choice. God is looking for you, He wants to see you face to face today. So if you want to receive God today, if you want to receive Jesus Christ, and thank him for his sacrifice. Close your eyes. And right there where you are, open your heart to God and say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I believe you are God. I believe you died in the cross for me. And you paid for my sins. I accept your gift and invite you to my heart. I want to follow you and surrender my life to you. In your holy name I pray. Amen. Holy Spirit, we ask for your presence. We want to hear from you. So if you are one of those people that Wayne has talked to you before, I want to ask the Holy Spirit to use you and if you have something to share for us this morning, please come to the mic and just share with us. Holy Spirit, we ask for your presence. Espíritu Santo, te pedimos tu presencia. Alabado sea Señor. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for this beautiful morning. Thank you for being with us if the Lord is prompting you to share something the mic is open if you want to share just come be bold and this is the Lord prompting you to speak the mic is open for you
1: This picture came to us in prayer group at 915 this morning of Jesus calling Peter out of the boat, and uh, I believe that's for us, for a few people here. Jesus is calling you to come out of the boat, and maybe that's out of some sin, some old patterns, some old ways, some... Ways that do not belong to the kingdom, do not belong to the new creation. He is inviting you into life, and it's outside of that boat. And it's stepping out of that boat means stepping into the unknown. You may think you're going to sink. You may think you're going to drown. You may think you can't do life without that. But Jesus is outside of the boat saying, come, come.
2: day OTC my name is Craig some of you know uh, my story and uh, a few years ago God decided he would give me a turn to take Uh, he also gave me Jesus's hand and as I walk along and Jesus has my hand the Holy Spirit tells me listen for God's will and he has revealed his purpose for me. And interestingly enough, it was not to get a promotion or to buy a house or a new car. Maybe it was to raise a family. Uh, but it was to be of service to others. And I'm fortunate that <coughs> I can do that. I have i don't have the uh, demands uh, that I used to have. So, <coughs> um, you know, when, the, when, I, when I pray and I listen to God, I hear, excuse my vernacular here, I ain't done with you yet. Listen to me, you got more work to do. And it is the most rewarding work I have ever had in my life, and my faith has never been stronger. And I don't ask, I don't turn my eyes upward and ask, Why would you do this to me, God? I feel like, Why not me? No, you picked me out, this is your plan, not mine. And I have faith that this is the best plan I'm on and it's the only plan I'm on. So to the church, I ask us all to open our hearts and that you all hear the hear God's voice, you feel the Holy Spirit, and you walk with Jesus too. Amen.
1: Ving, would you come up? Um, I just, I would, I want to, this came to mind that, would you just share? um, You had a recent, uh, somebody come to the Lord recently. I just want you, I, I want the church to hear how God is building out.
3: It's kind of funny. I was getting ready to share a verse, and then the Lord spoke to, to Pastor Wayne for me to come up. So I'm like, this got to be God. You know, I love it when it's a God thing, because I don't, I don't want to come up, because sometimes you know I tend to praise myself, which is I'm working on that, but this is a God thing, so I know that, so I'm confident. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share one verse I will share real quick, maybe two minutes real quick, because I know a lot of people want to share. But this verse God gave me for us as OTC. This is from 1 Peter 2.9. I love this verse. It says, and then I'm reading the King James, so bear with me if you're not a King James person. I love King James. But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. That means special, by the way, peculiar. Not weird, but special. That ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness, Into his marvelous light. Especially like the part where. That ye should show forth the praises of him. Who hath called you out of darkness. Into his marvelous. And I think there's a lot of us you know. Our brothers shared how he's been transformed. And we read about Paul being transformed. A lot of us have seen a lot of darkness in our life. And still struggling a little bit you know. But praise God if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. You're in the light, and someday we will be in perfect light. But just real briefly, you know, there's uh, this this guy. I met him at a wedding, and it was a wedding of one of the guys that we had mentored for a year at UC Berkeley. She got married, and I kind of had a hand in setting him up, you know. Praise God. But anyways, we were at this wedding. I didn't want to go to the wedding because we were invited to two weddings in April, and, you know, it's in L.A., so I'm like, I'm going to two weddings in L.A. I'm done with weddings. You know, I'm like, whatever. And the guy's like, being come on now not didn't give me peace so i have to pray about it. so I okay, can god fine i'll surrender you know i'm a jonah type of guy so i don't like i don't like to do god's way sometimes anyway, so i surrendered and i said i don't know just go down there but anyway so i met this guy i playing jenga with them because i was playing jenga with my daughter my three-year-old daughter so you know i'm kind of into jenga play with them and then i usually have a track with me and i'll give it to people but then i didn't give them a track so i'm like usually it's oh, just let it go let somebody else share the gospel with them, Lord, you know, I didn't have it with me. God's like, no. So he kind of burned my heart for a couple of weeks. And when the couple came back from the honeymoon, I uh I emailed the, the husband I said, Hey, you know who's this guy? Like, I I should have given him a track. I didn't. So he said, Oh yes, my friend and he's been doing Bible study. Like, what? Anyways, last night I set it up so that me and him, and it's a long story, you, you can ask me later about it, but anyways, so we're in this Bible study, and I ask him, so tell me about your spiritual journey. He's like, yeah, I had a Catholic background, and, and before COVID, I had a Bible study next door, and then I had a buddy Bible study at work, and I'm like, like, if you died today, where would you go? He's like, I don't know, like, I, I'd like to say heaven, but, and so, long story short, I talked about, the topic was on Satan and spiritual warfare. And we went through this whole thing, and we 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 shared this um, chick track called uh, "The Demon's Nightmare," you know, and it's, it's about basically about satanic stuff. And at the end, I after going through, I said, "I said, hey, you, you you know, you wanna pray this prayer right here? You know, are you ready?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I and in fact, his friend, the guy that was a groomman, he was there too at the at the uh, at the Bible study. And There's the other gal that you know was there, so there's four of us. So, anyways, he praised his prayer. And he accepts Christ, and so I'm like, "Wow, this is great!" We had all these people praying for us. I was texting, you know, these two brothers and a lot of people, and they're praying. And I say, "Hey, let's celebrate with me!" You know, this guy came to Christ. He was so ripe. You bump the tree, and the fruit falls down. You know, so there are a lot of people that's like, that's like that. I would encourage us all to ask of the Lord, if I have t- if I have experienced darkness and light, I know what it's like. Uh, there's a lot of people in darkness right now, and by the grace of God, we can just kind of go there and just bump the tree, and all these fruit will fall down. So but you have to be trained for that and you have to be willing, you know, and so I want to encourage you guys with that verse. If you have been caught out of darkness by the grace of God, please share with others this light, this amazing light that we're living in. Thank you. Praise God.
1: And that leads to the third thing I feel like. I think there's somebody here who wants to share. Maybe their testimony briefly, how they became. Craig shared a bit, but just how the Lord called you. Um, And if you think that's you, God's prompting you, maybe, yeah, to share how you became, uh, how God called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. I want to invite you up to share. To step out of the boat,
4: <laughs> I have to say something. Huh? <laughs> um, so, did not plan on coming up, but um, my name is Ida, and we've been coming here for, I don't know, 10 years or so? Uh, yeah. Since since from the, the beginning, beginning, from the beginning. Um, but as we were praying, as Alex was praying, as you were sharing just now, um, I had a vision um, of an encircle- uh, walls just encircling with light, walls of light, I don't know, you imagine Star Wars or whatnot, but circled walls of this whole area around us. And so if God is calling you, to say yes to God this morning, I think you need to say yes. I think, I think there is protection here, and it doesn't leave this place. This is not a sacred ground. Um, it's sacred because Christ is here, and Christ is with all of the believers. So, if God is calling you, say yes, and you know that light is gonna go with you. So don't don't be shy. God called me out of darkness, um, and and He has not left me since. So if, if it's you, I just pray that you um, step out. I think uh, I want to pray for us to, to be brave to stand um, in, in our faith and God, just give us the will to will. Give us the will to want to um, uh, say yes to you in all areas, God, um, In to give and surrender to you our liberty, um, our, our rights, our memories lord jesus i pray that you um, give us courage to stand in what you have given us and then be content just be okay with the grace that you have given us for this moment it is more than enough so i pray god that you just bless this congregation um, and go with us in this light jesus name amen
5: Hi everyone. Um, last time I have a word, and who I was you? yeah. <laughs> I, who are you? I, who? I, you know who I am. <laughs> Everybody knows me. Yeah. Hello. Hi, I'm Paulina I am Alex's wife. And last uh, Sunday, God gave me this war ambitions, and I was like very afraid to come. So I'm here because I have a second one. So it's okay. <laughs> He's like trying to meet to do this. So, well, last Sunday, I have a word about um, this vision, like, um, God was driving this car, but I, I was, or uh, the, the, the passenger, passenger seat, I, I was in the passenger seat, or any one of us was in the passenger seat. So the thing is here, like, you have to leave God, drive your life. Jesus has to drive your life. No you. You don't have to be in that, uh, in the driver's spot. It's not your work. It's God's work. And today, uh, since I was um, listening to everyone, uh, I have this um, word that if you have in some detour, is that the word? Detour spot in your life right now? Uh, I wanna tell you that you only have this uh, piece of puzzle, you know, God has the whole picture. He has all the puzzle done already. You only have this little piece, and you don't have to worry to try to put it in the right place because God is gonna let you know where to put it. So don't worry if you have this little uh, piece. Um, You're gonna be okay if you leave uh, everything in god's um but you only have this piece so don't focus in this little piece enjoy the big picture that god already has to you have to you so that's all okay bye (laughs) adios
0: wow thank you god thank you for talking to us thank you for being here today Thank you, Holy Spirit. We appreciate appreciate you being in our lives. And uh, I just wanna encourage everybody, say yes to Jesus, say yes. It's not too late, it's never gonna be uh, late. This is, this is your moment of being sure you will be to heaven, will be in heaven when you die. So be bold, say yes. Father, we thank you for this morning. Holy Spirit, thank you. Jesus, we love you in your holy name. And before we go, as we listen to the last song, we're going to have the prayer team up in the gazebo. So please come, please receive a word from God, and enjoy the rest of your life.